1: It's me, Roz Dress I hope you are having a wonderful day today, as good as possible. I mean, I don't know if you saw this headline, but there are some people that are stuck in a haunted castle. This is, well, this article was on all different kinds of media outlets, but here's one from Variety.com. It says Bolivian orchestra stranded in a haunted German castle, surrounded by wait for it wolves during the pandemic. <laughs> I feel terrible for these people. Um, this so this Bolivian pan flute orchestra with uh, filled with young people. I believe I read in one of these articles I think there are about twenty of them and. They were supposed to do a concert in Germany, but then Germany shut down uh, they were put on lockdown and then and then Bolivia, where they're from, they weren't able to go back. so they're, they've been I mean this was posted on the 24th and it says for the past 73 days they have been in this giant castle, but it is believed that it might be haunted by Frederick the Great, who is somebody that I actually, I looked up and, honey, Frederick is serving some tight curls on the side. Frederick's got some iconic hair, but uh, there's a quote from this article. Well, it says, the ancient estate was home to German royalty dating back to the 1500s, including Frederick the Great, who the the group jokes is haunting the castle halls. We all joke that Frederick's ghost is following us and trying to trip us up. I don't usually believe in such things, but it does feel as if there are ghosts on the grounds, says Kamed Martella, a twenty year old member of the orchestra. So, uh, you know, if they if they don't want to deal with the ghosts inside, there are twenty three packs of wolves surrounding uh, the place. So I'm going to keep them in my heart and sending them lots of love, and I hope that it's not too spooky for them. That sounds like a movie, first of all. And it also sounds like... Do you remember that show, The Real World? It's like, this is the true story of 20 pan flute musicians. Picked to live, well not really picked, st- stranded to live in a haunted castle to find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting ghosted. Um, so I would watch that show, but you know what else you should watch? Some fantastic horror movies by one of our guests today. We actually have two guests today. And these are the last two interviews that I actually did in studio back in beautiful Los Angeles, California, in person. And we've gotten a little bit closer to some new projects that will be coming out from uh, our first guest, who is a great horror director. His name is Adam Robitel. And you know his work like uh, The Taking of Deborah Logan. He has a film called Escape Room, and he's working on the sequel. Um, he did Insidious, The Last Key. Just some, some great films that I love. So I'm excited to talk to him. He's got really interesting insight on the paranormal. So let's listen to that first interview. Here is Adam Robatel. On with the show. <laughs> Oh my God, Adam! Thank you so much for making time. Um, You, because you've been busy in post production. You're working on the second escape room, right?
0: Well, yeah, we're knee deep in post on Escape Room Two. It seems like the world is collapsing into a a World War Z zombie pandemic with the coronavirus sweeping the world. So yeah, it's scary times. It's Um, honestly.
1: I'm I'm sorry. What? I was just, I'm glad I'm locked in a post-production cave right now. So, but you yourself, you've never experienced the paranormal, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I was raised on a lot of uh, ghost stories. My grandmother was a very smart, progressive person. I mean, she was raised Catholic, but she wasn't superstitious at all. And she's the smartest person I've ever met really. And um, she lived in the middle of the lake in New Hampshire and she saw ghosts quite a bit. And, you know, I would say, Oh, okay. That's my grandmother being weird. But like, one of the famous stories is uh, my cousin John. She she lived in a she lives in a lake and it's very seasonal. So she was the only one who'd live there year round. And my cousin John, who was like a vice president of Corp, very buttoned down business guy, you know, he was up there raking leaves one day and he saw a guy sitting in her neighbor's window in the front porch and he went into the house and he was all freaked out. He said, Deed, Deed, you know, there's there's a guy sitting in, you know, her house is boarded up. It's it's the winter. Like, who is he? She said, "Calm down, calm down." And she went over to a drawer and gave him this little card. And there was a picture of the guy on the card. She said, "Is that him?" "Yeah, yeah. That, that that's the guy sitting in the window." She said, "Turn the card over." And it was a memorial card for his his funeral. She said, "Oh, that's Phil. He just sits in that window. It's his favorite seat." And so she had a lot of those kinds of events, and they were corroborated by other family people. You know, people that don't necessarily believe in the stories that we all know and love. And so. Stuff like that that happened, um, and um, you know, she she had a she had a, a Zariah board, which is sort of like a Ouija board on steroids, that she and my father and you know the, their friends would play in the heart of winter, you know, and and they would go up to this house in the middle of the woods, and this board would be sort of they would obsess about playing it, sort of, sort of like a drug, <laughs> and would call to them, and it started the entity in the board started to materialize itself physically uh, one, one day in a at a room full of people, they said, where's Sheba? Sheba was a collie dog that my grandmother had, had just passed. And it said the planchette spelled out, look to the fire and all the logs in the, in the fireplace fell into the perfect shape of a collie. What? Um, uh, y- y- yeah. And it, 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 knew things about like my, my grandfather who on my mother's side, uh, was very cynical and, you know, had been through world war II and, He didn't believe any of it, thought it was just all bullshit. And he said, you know, ask that thing what my my war buddy's name was, you know, and it's because only he knew the answer, and it's spelled out P-H-I-S-H, fish. He went white and then never stepped foot in my grandmother's house again because it had this preternatural knowledge. So, you know, in the end, it was like seven years of just this crazy buildup of this malevolent energy. And by the end, my grandmother actually called – Ed Warren. He was on a, he was on a TV program. I forget in the seventies wow. talk show and and she called in and they warned her about it. And then the, the church, the local Catholic church came and sent a woman to bless the house in tongues and burn the board. And it took hours for this little piece of wood to burn. So, so yeah, those are the kind of stories I was raised on. And I was, and my grandmother would scare the shit out of me and my friends and um you know so i saw the power of uh of that as a as a as a storytelling medium and i mm-hmm. was always excited excited to st- i mean i've studied parapsychology. i you know i've done all the kind of stuff you do as a kid trying to scare yourself but i haven't had a personal experience with a ghost like i i she's passed away now and i've i wish she would visit me you know i'm waiting for that that weird lucid dream where she's in the room or something but if she yeah. just hasn't maybe she's too busy you know would you go ghost hunting um, I I did the Coronado thing, uh, where we went to that famous haunted hotel room in the Hotel del Coronado. Yeah, stayed the night, and we're looking for you know cold spots and vortexes and stuff. But yeah, there's a um, woman that, that haunts there. Handed. You what?
1: There's a woman that haunts it.
0: Yeah, we've done the, we've done the Coronado. We've done the queen mary you know the obligatory queen mary trip um do you think the queen mary is still
1: haunted because i've been there and i don't i i didn't see any ghosts
0: well look i mean you know i disney owns it now right so it's like it's become like a theme park but Uh look i believe i definitely believe that i was talking to actually funny enough an exact film executive yesterday because he thinks his house is haunted and look really? I, like, I haven't i believe that the brain like i believe that a horrific in, uh, accident or murder maybe it leaves an imprint in the environment like a stray radio wave and then maybe you or i who might be receptive to this this signal are going to see that and experience it what i have a hard time believing and this is just personally i don't you know uh, is that our souls maintain some cohesion after death like i would love to see my grandmother in some, you know, halcyon field of, of wheat, but I don't know. I I have a hard time believing that, but I do believe that the brain maybe perceives things, whether it's acts of violence or, you know, I, I mean, I I studied, um, uh, J.B. Ryan, who is like, sort of like what Alfred Kinsey was to sex study. He is to parapsychology. And uh, there's this thing called a crisis apparition, which is, uh, like a young wife wakes up and, She sees her husband standing over the end of her bed shivering and then she calls the army brig and sure enough, he has pneumonia. So we, we, you know, uh, telepathy and and there's things that we don't understand about what the brain can do. So that I, that I buy into, you know, I've another famous case. I remember hearing a a couple like in the south of London, they moved into a flat and they saw, they kept seeing this lady at night like vacuuming in their house and they were like really freaked out and, and um, they wanted to move and,
1: they at least she research was doing and, something
0: good, though. What they, what's that, yeah, at least she was vacuuming, right? And, and not eating their food. But, like, they did some research, and she, she – the woman was um, in a coma 40 miles away, and she, she was projecting her consciousness into this house like astral projection. Wow. Not, on, like, insidious on some level. So, so there's a lot we don't know, you know? Um, and uh, What do you think you know, about Possession. What do I think about what? I'm sorry.
1: Possession. Cause I love your film taking of Deborah Logan.
0: Yeah. I mean the older, I look, I, I, you know, when I was bad as a kid, my mother would write on soap on the mirror and say like, you're getting closer to me every day. And like we pretend she was the devil and <laughs> I, I have a heart, you know, I mean, I, look, I think humanity, the older I get, the more I'm just, I, I despise humanity, frankly. And I think okay. that the, the idea of some ancient uh, you know demonic, noncorporeal entity possessing us, I think is a bit silly personally. Uh-huh. Do I love do I love possession stories, and do I, do I hear do I read about a father who's killed his kids and, and mother and, and, and wife and, and want to believe that some ancient deity made him do those things? Uh, yeah, but I I have a hard time believing that some Bronze Age fiction that we've created... I, I'm sort of like a recovering Catholic at this point in my life. I'm, ath- I'm not atheist, but an agnostic. Mm-hmm. And so demonology, I love the mythology. I'm writing a movie right now that sort of deals with it, but I don't know that I believe it myself personally. That's what <laughs> I've know? been struggling uh, with.
1: I've, I've talked about this almost every episode lately. I've been thinking so much about how I grew up Catholic and f- so much fear of demons and now I'm not really sure how I feel
0: about that. Well, I mean, the devil didn't really exist. If you look through the Bible, it was like a really recent sort of development. And it really, the idea of Lucifer, the light bearer, he was a, He, you know, he was a fallen angel. And then, you know, really it didn't until the, until the, like the middle ages where they started to create this sort of pagan idea of the devil. And, um, but if you look historically, I mean, you know, it's it's, And again, it's like you go further back, I mean, Zoroastrianism and all these older religions, the Canaanites, like, you know, the Canaanites used to uh, do these child sacrifices to Moloch, and they had this massive oven where they would throw their, you know, newborns into the fire, you know, and so so the Bible is just only one of many sources of of demonology, you know, throughout history, but... Mm But again, it's like I'm more afraid of, you know, John Wayne Gacy uh, than I am of Fazuzu. Like, you know. <laughs> well, um,
1: what about uh, like curses? Because in so many, well, not so many, but there's a handful of paranormal movies that have alleged curses around them. What do you think about that? Yeah. Like The Omen, The Exorcist, Poltergeist.
0: Um you know i think bad things happen to good people and it certainly seems more i don't i don't mean to, to to you know to say there's no magic in the world but you know i think we're so hardwired as as a species to uh, to look for patterns right so you know thunder equals lightning a growl equals a lion and so i think we look for patterns where they don't, might not exist necessarily i like so I don't. I, I do think that there is a thing called karma, and you know, some things come back to to haunt you. Do I think the little girl from the Poltergeist movie was cursed? I mean, you know, I I I think that's more us loving horror and loving the genre, and then looking for to try to make sense out of something that seems kind of unsensible. And you know, um, mm, but okay. but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, because it was it was Poltergeist, and what was the other? Or the other well, cursed movies. There's the, the
1: omen. The omen yeah. The omen's scary what I was reading about it. Apparently, there were two uh two or three plane crashes. Two of them were um struck by lightning while uh mm. while people wow. involved in the film were going to the set to work on it.
0: Wow.
1: Well, we do this fun thing on the show called EVPs or EV please. Do you want to hear some ghost voices? Sure. Okay. Here's what we do. I go to the internet and I find EVPs. You know about EVPs, right?
0: Sure. Yep.
1: Electronic voice phenomena. So I'll find um, an EVP from YouTube, and then I want you to guess what the ghost hunter believes these voices are saying. Okay. This first one comes from someone on YouTube named Todd Sheldon, and it's at the Tenney Gate House, which is in Methuen, Massachusetts. Methuen? Methuen? Me- yeah,
0: me- Methuen.
1: Methuen. I like Methuen. Um, (laughs) Okay, Uh, tell me what you think they think this ghost is saying. Or what you think it's saying. Could you hear it?
0: Oh my god, it was so garbly.
1: I know, they usually are, let's be honest. It's sort of like a, it sounds like a female talking very lightly. I'll play it again.
0: Yeah, I couldn't really make out much. Uh, it sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher, sort of.
1: <laughs> wah, 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 wah.
0: Um, is
1: it, Well, you know, maybe she's the ghost of that schoolhouse now. I want to see. <laughs> there's your next movie. Um, okay, is it A? Oh my God, that kind of tickles. B? I'm a long faced ghost. C? I don't want to play. Go away. Or D, I saw the omen.
0: <laughs> I go for the tickle.
1: No, no it's I'm a long faced ghost. Wait, but now that you hear that, now that you know that, listen
0: again. No, Do you hear it? I'm a long faced ghost. <laughs> so I'm basically the I'm the basically the scream mask. Exact ghost face. Yeah.
1: okay let's try another one this one comes from um, a listener this is from Annie and uh, she wrote uh, this was from I believe last week she said this past weekend we attended a ghost hunting event hosted by the group from the ghost hunters TV show at the Glen Glen Tavern Inn in Santa Paula Uh, while in one of the most haunted rooms I picked up this EVP We were using various pieces of equipment. One of the people at the event kept referring to them as toys, saying, you can play with this toy. Wrap your hands around it. And at the 10 second mark, you could hear a voice whisper this. It's real quiet. It's like a real creepy whisper. Any guesses?
0: (laughs) Just once, I want one of these ghosts to to really articulate what they're trying to communicate. Seriously.
1: Bye. Well, here I'll give you some options. Is it A, boys will be chiming in? B, always bring the toys in? C, <laughs> toys make me silly? Or D, let the bodies hit the floor? <laughs> always bring the toys in yeah always bring the toys in
0: oh, I mean that's just creepy it is creepy what scares you you know I I really I, we're working on a TV project right now I, I, I that I I'm really excited about like the taking of Deborah Logan used Alzheimer's disease as a metaphor f- for possession and so I I'm, I'm kind of in a The older I get and kind of like in my middle age, like hypochondriac phase, the more like health stuff and what the body can do can freak, freak me out. And Mm -hmm. um, we're working on a show now that deals with addiction as sort of a metaphor for possession. Yeah. I've had I've had friends, you know, and and loved ones who are struggling with like the possession of addiction. And well, people always say you're
1: demons when they're talking about your addictions.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and, um, so that, so I, I, I like to really take real world stuff that's freaky and then turn it on its head, you know? Um, and, um, I, when I'm in a, you know, it's hard when you live in a townhouse in Santa Monica to be thinking about ghosts, but when you're in a, an older environment and you can feel the history, that's why like, I love going to Europe and, you know, or if I'm in the woods somewhere, it's just you're more in touch with that kind of stuff. Um, mm. Uh, and, um, you know, I've done so much research over the years for my various projects. I mean, there's a, I was telling a friend yesterday, like, you know, the national parks, like, um, Yellowstone and stuff, there's a worldwide phenomenon where people just vanish They just go missing, you know? Mm. And there's hundreds and hundreds of these cases across the national parks where people are out on a hike and they turn around and their wife or daughter is just gone and there's no accounting for them. So that's kind of freaky. You yeah. Know? Um, so it takes a lot to scare me. You know, I can't think of the last movie that genuinely um, freaked me out um, where I was like on the edge of my seat, but I also know how the sausage is made as a filmmaker. So I'm often thinking like, Oh, uh, that was a crane shot or, you know, so it's hard to, hard to really genuinely get scared now it's more like a bit of a shock kind of thing uh-huh uh, I, i'm sorry that's a long-winded answer
1: no no totally i'm so curious about that well let me yeah. before i let you go can i read you a ghost story real quick sure okay let's see if this will scare you this comes from a listener of our show this comes from jl and he says hi roz child listen my partner and I have been living in our newly built home for almost a year. Nothing has been going on until recently. This past holiday season, my f- uh, I bought my friend a home security camera that I took advantage of buying during Black Friday season. Ever since yeah. he installed yeah. those cameras, girl, some shit has been going down in his home. I feel huh? as if something may have attached to me when I visited his home or either the land I'm staying on is haunted. Anyways... One morning I was laying in bed. My boyfriend us- usually leaves for work at 3:30. I briefly wow. remember him leaving as uh yeah, oh my god, 3:30. That's so early. Uh also haunted time uh I briefly yeah, witch,
0: the witching hour.
1: Exactly. What is is his boyfriend a witch? I <laughs> briefly remembered him leaving as he always kisses goodbye. Sometimes I see him out to his car, but this usual morning, I was too tired and decided to stay in bed. The bedroom door is always cracked so the kitchen light can illuminate the bedroom. As soon as I opened my eyes, a white figure with an arm extended stepped halfway into the doorway to push open the door, turned around before walking back into the kitchen. Bitch, listen, I laid there thinking, what the fuck just happened? I checked my phone and realized it was 10 minutes before 4 a.m. My boyfriend usually texts me a little after 4 that he has arrived at work. I immediately texted him and asked him if he opened the door to let our fur babies into the bedroom. I knew this figure couldn't be him because it was all white and he wears a company uniform. He responded denying it was him. I was left gagging. Now, mind you, before this experience happened, I usually stay up later than my boyfriend due to my work schedule. As I was laying on the couch watching my show one night, my pooch started growling at the hallway leading to the guest rooms and the guest bath. Nothing was there. She growled for a good minute. I already knew what time it was because I've seen too many horror movies. Just recently, a few (laughs) weeks ago, I was at work and my boyfriend was home. He texted me a bit before midnight saying he believes the shadow revealed itself. I came home and asked him about it and he said he was awoken by my dog growling at the foot of the bed. Why do a lot of this spooky shit happen at the foot of the bed? Anyway... He saw a figure for a good minute. It wasn't a full figure. He saw what appears to be letters he could barely make out in the torso area, and the rest of the figure was like TV static. Once this figure disappeared, my dog stopped growling. Girl, I've been burning sage like hell and still no luck. Those have been my first experiences in my new home. I always said I would move out if I ever lived in a haunted house, but bitch, I am tied up in a mortgage and it is easier said than done.
0: Okay, well, now I'm terrified for JL. I hope everything's okay. Yeah, I mean, I would be so fast out of there. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. See, but
1: someone like you, would you use that? Like, if you were actually in that dilemma, would you be like, okay, this is an opportunity... To maybe get well, some material. Well, it's I,
0: you know, my mom, my mom's had two strokes, and we, like, my dad was watching her being her caregiver. So we just set up cameras and uh, to you know, make sure she's not hasn't fallen or something. And mm-hmm. um, sometimes the cameras trip by themselves, like you know, and so like you're like, what's in the bedroom right now? Why did the camera just trip? Why did it detect motion? And uh, but I guess what I'm getting at is I wouldn't have been freaked out if I didn't have the camera tripping. You know what I mean? So yeah, I can't speak to this. You're, I can't speak to your listeners like full-on apparition that they saw. I know that sleep paralysis can cause really crazy shit to happen. You know, and you can be you can be in a state of like uh, lucid dreaming where you wake up and your body's still paralyzed and you can see some shit. Um, and that that's a very real medical condition.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but you know, you, you I, look. I mean, if I saw an apparition genuinely and, and sounds like this 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 listener really really believes what they saw um i would do research you know what i mean i would get right in there and see if anybody died in the house i would you know how old's the house i mean and, and if there's if, there, if there's no there there then there has to be some kind of rational explanation look i i talked to ed warren on the phone and i remember distinctly he was talking about shadow ghosts and he was like ghosts can kill you they can maim you and I was like, I don't, I don't know if I believe what he believes, but I know he believes what he believes, and that mm. was freaky because he was so convinced what he was talking about, you know. Yeah, um, I mean, so, those, the Warrens were very faith-based. Yeah.
1: So I mean, for sure. they were very. In, I mean, he was a demonologist.
0: Um, yeah. I don't know if. Yeah, and look, I mean, you know, and it, it, it all comes down to. This cognitive dissonance, we're all gonna die one day, and you know i if there's dark, there's light, right, and so um and that's kind of the hope of it all and I think horror gives us the catharsis to kind of look at some of this stuff that we all the taboo and the stuff that we don't want to talk about mm-hmm. and put it into story in story form and you know uh, um the oldest story is really the a ghost story if you look at Christ and you know the cave paintings in Lasso or horror image so. So, yeah, it's it's part of our DNA, I think. Um, and like I said at the beginning of the interview, like a, a podcast, I I want to believe. I'd love to see my grandmother. I'd love to get a little sign from her. So I'm open to it. I just, you know, it hasn't happened yet, you know. Um, so I will continue to make horror movies that exploit people's fears in the interim while I'm waiting. <laughs> Have you been to a psychic? Uh, or medium. Once, way back, you know, once, yeah. Um, this this gal, Nancy Bradley, up up in the uh, um, Gold Rush area of California, and that was a weird trip because we had sold in my early twenties. We'd sold like an online. We were kind of ahead of ourselves. We were going to be like the sightings for. You know, the millennials, although I wasn't a millennial, I'm much older now, so I don't know what we were baby boomers or whatever, but but we were gonna the conceive was we were gonna go to haunted locations. and yeah, this this lady, uh, Nancy Bradley, and she was pretty good. you know she's pretty intuitive and stuff. Um, but i've I've learned so much about the way that they do their thing. Um, but I, it's funny, I just had a, a general meeting with an executive yesterday, and he was he had talked about going to a psychic who blew him away and had very specific information. That only he knew and and so he was a sworn believer after that you know
1: well i've had both experiences i i mean i definitely think that it's like the oldest trick in the book like there's so many it's such an easy scam for many people but i think that there are the yeah. few out there i mean i believe in a few that i've
0: encountered that really have that gift yeah and uh, yeah and I, I I mean I've I've certainly heard those famous cases where psychics helped law enforcement, you know, solve solve crimes
1: Yeah.
0: And, um yeah so so again I, but that goes back to just us not understanding you know modern neuroscience can show you the part of the brain that a thought originates from but they can't show you who had that thought, you know. Mm. And so that's 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 the mystery and maybe eventually there will be an intersection where we understand both but for now they're just things that are unknowable, you know. Um, and uh, my little cousin, you know, got up in the middle of his birthday party and walked to the door and let his his uncle, in. he'd never met him. His uncle had died three days before, but he described him to a T, the old man with the, the, the salty gray uh, beard and, and, and blue jacket. And my aunt was, you know, she's convinced that, you know, her her uncle showed up at the party. You know what wow. I mean? Wow. So, <laughs> <clears throat> so, what, what did you call so, yeah. your
1: grandmother's board that she used? Was that the kind of thing Weijia. you could just like buy at a toy store, or was this something that well, she it's had? Funny,
0: it's it's funny you ask. I mean, it, you know, they had a Ouija board for a while, and then one they were doing an addition on my grandmother's house, and so it just went missing. Um, and then so like, oh, what are we gonna do? You know, it's over the weekend. It's snowing. You know, so my, she sent my dad out in a blizzard to find another Ouija board. <laughs> and then he came back with, there was one bo- talking board game on the shelf and it was this Zariah board and there was one box left. So it's like very, very specifically was like sort of calling him in wow. a weird way.
1: So she was really that kind of person that like needed it, like she used it all the time?
0: I think it was more fun at first, but she described like over time it had a type of psychological hold on them. Uh, it called itself Cosmos. Was the K O S M O S was the uh, was the name of the entity in the board, um, and it 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 had these fucked up biblical things it wanted them to do. It toward it got really nasty towards the end, where it would say it had seven commands like smash skulls, kill babies. Oh my it god! It had like r- really scary things it wanted to do, and it's like when you think of all like your your grandmother playing a talking board game and then this, this kind of stuff coming through was, it it was really scary. You know, was it Um, even
1: when they weren't playing it, were there things going down in the house?
0: Yeah, there was a sense of an oppressive, you know, if you, if you listen to the Warrens and certain demonologists, they say there's four stages of possession, oppression, uh, I forget the different stages, oppression, something, something. Um, And yeah, there was definitely a palpable sense of dread in the house it drove a wedge between my father and my mother. Um, it, uh, it would be angry when it, when they would first play with it at the beginning of the weekend, you know, how dare you be away from me for so long. So it had a real consciousness to it. Wow. And, and that was the part that freaked me out the most is it really had sort of like through the stories had an intellect. Um, and, uh, You know, she said one time, you know, if you're so powerful, show yourself to us. And then in the middle of a blizzard with like 20 people in the room, a black cat came up and scratched on the, on the, um, on the glass doors of her front deck and then ran off into the night. So stuff like that, where you have multiple people telling you the same story. I have cousins who won't talk about quote that time, you know, Uh, so, so I know it's not just my grandmother kind of making shit up, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's enough corroborating witnesses, so. Um, but so she never actually so, yeah. met
1: Ed Warren, right? She she called him for like
0: advice. Yeah, it was just a, it was just a phone call. Yeah.
1: I guess that's about uh, that's about it.
0: Cool. Thank you so uh, much for on, being on. Stock up on holy holy water and Jarell and <laughs> exactly may, may all of your listeners survive the corona. <laughs> what what
1: have you got going on? So we've got the sequel to Escape Room coming out.
0: Yeah, and then I've got a, a TV show that I'm working on with um, Darren Aronofsky that I'm really excited about that uses, um, uh, uses addiction as a metaphor for a monster, and it's at Netflix, and hopefully they go for it. I'm the, we're writing the second episode right now.
1: Amazing. I really look forward to that. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Sure. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Adam. Now I'm excited to have my next guest on the show who is a fabulous comedian that I have had the pleasure of working with in Los Angeles. She has a great show called Picture This at the Virgil, which the Virgil is another one of my favorite places to perform in Los Angeles if you're ever in LA. It's not it's a it's a performance space, but a lot of people might know it because it's the club that Lady Gaga performed at in A Star is Born when she was kind of having her drag queen moment. Um, I mean, that was, you know, they dressed it up. That's not really what, it's not really a drag club, but that is that same venue, so that's always kind of cool when I'm, like, performing there to think about that taking place there. Uh, I love that place, and she has this really cool show that they actually have, like professional animators that are drawing your jokes projected on a screen and uh, you should check it out. So hopefully Picture This will be back very soon. I cannot wait to see it and hopefully we will all be performing live on stage soon enough. But until then, here is Brandy and I talking in person. Take it away, Brandy Posey. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: Brandy's in the house. Hey, girl. Hey.
1: Hey, Brandy. <laughs> um, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's great to be here. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I um, I love to sit here in, in complete full drag and talk about ghosts with... With comedians and all kinds of people, and
2: well, I'm absolutely, I love, and I wore full makeup as well. Too. This is a, this is a high, the highest compliment I can say is that I wore makeup to a podcast taping.
1: I'm honored, <laughs> yeah. Like I think you that's should be truly. That's uh, amazing. Thank you so much because yeah. I know how much work goes into it.
2: Well and it's it's fun. I like because I'm in full makeup, we're sitting in front of a fire inside of a haunted house. So yes, and it's
1: <laughs> I just heard, I just heard my microphone just fell. Yeah and things are already happening. Exactly. It feels like we're in an Evanescence music video or something. Wake me up <laughs> <laughs> Wake me up,
2: inside. Yeah. Um well, what do you think about ghosts? Um, I think they're... For any of those that are listening, I think they're great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ghosts are podcast fans, right? They've got a lot of time. You know, I think about that a lot. Like, because I... I sometimes, I mean, I've said not the most flattering things about various ghosts and alleged <laughs> demons and spirits. And, yeah. And I hope that they, I hope they don't listen. Yeah, yeah. If they do, like, I hope they have a great sense of humor <laughs> and that they give us five stars at Apple Podcast.
2: That is, like, the one thing that's always kind of weird about, like, being like, oh, when somebody dies, they're with you always. I'm like, could you not be with me always, though?
1: That's what a psychic told me one time that they see everything. I
2: know. It's kind of a cock block.
1: Right, it's disgusting. I don't want to think about my grandparents (laughs) watching me. Yeah, sometimes it gets freaky deaky over here.
2: Exactly. Well, you hope that they can just be like, you know what? I'm going to remove myself and go (laughs) over here.
1: (laughs) Well, don't they have like a lot of family members? Like,
2: yeah. You just know. be bumping around every time. We're, just follow, t- go to the grocery store with me and then push me away from the cookies. That's what I would like there you go. a ghost to do for me. But you know, a couple
1: <laughs> months ago, this is true and serious. Mm-hmm. I was driving to do a gig in Palm Springs and I had this moment where all of a sudden the car in front of me, we're all going 70, 80, yeah. 90, completely stalled or something. Oh, And I was slamming on Mm -hmm. the brakes and I was like, I'm going to, there's no way I'm going to break in time. Mm -hmm. So I looked over my right. uh, No, I didn't have enough time to look over to the lane next to me. I just went for Mm -hmm. it. And I noticed as soon as I got over that the car that was going 90 or whatever Mm -hmm. in that lane just kind of went boop and yeah. went on the shoulder oh, and wow. I'm like I think I feel like a guardian angel or something oh was yeah. like I'm just gonna push you over just a little bit
2: I have felt very I feel very protected by by people in my life I I, I my, my grandmother was my best friend growing up and she died when I right when I graduated college when I was 21 mm. and I have like definitely felt her with me since then as like a like a presence that I'm just like okay I feel I feel safe because you're here you yeah. got my back. Same. You know, it definitely and it makes you sit up a little bit straighter. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice.
1: Yeah. Do you so have you encountered a ghost?
2: Uh I haven't yet, but in my family, um basically all the women in my family, right before they pass, uh so far, like they they are visited by past family members. So yeah. Does that make you nervous? It's I like- mean, Yes and yes and no. So like my my grandmother who is my best friend, she had a brother that had died before her and my and my grandfather had passed too and um she she had like a heart failure basically. And she had one or two episodes before she like finally went into the hospital and like the first two um she like went in but then she got back out. And then the night before her like last the big heart attack that put her in a coma that she died a few month, a few weeks later. Um my Uh, my my great uncle and my grandfather came to visit her and that i remember they her uh being taken out to the ambulance that that next day she was like that's it that's it i'm leaving i'm never coming back to this house she just knew it Mm because when she saw them she was like and they 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 made her feel comfortable and they were just like look i think they like to show up to be like hey we're here there is something like you're gonna you're gonna see us soon um and whether that's, like, a trick of the mind or, like, there is something real there or, like, um, if ghosts are just, like, a concentrated energy that, like, you can visualize or whatever, I don't know. But the the, the crazy one is my mom. So my mom my mom passed away about six years ago. Um, and she was, like, uh, she had a disease called multiple system atrophy, which, like, it looks like Lou Gehrig's it's kind of in the neurological family. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was, like, bedridden for the last three years of her life. Mm-hmm. And she, um, she, my my mom was, like, Catholic, did not believe in ghosts, like, very, like, by the book, uh, very religious lady, um, and then for the last, especially, last, like, six, six months of her life, she was, like, on a lot of, like, pain medication and stuff, and just really was not very lucid, um, but my... My aunt was living in the house at the time helping out. And one day, a few weeks from my mom passed away. My aunt went upstairs to go like get my mom's lunch or whatever, take it downstairs. And my aunt, <laughs> uh, my, my mom woke up uh, and just goes, your sister was here. You need to name her. And my aunt was like, what are you talking about? Okay, that's weird. So she goes downstairs, talks to my dad. My dad was like, my dad is my bro- my aunt's brother, was like, oh, their mom, my grandmother, had had a stillborn child 10 years before they had my dad and my aunt that was stillborn, never given a name, but buried. Uh And they were like, is she talking about that? It's not like a family secret, but it's like, why would we've never really talked about that as a family? Uh So it's so funny because my aunt is just like the most pragmatic person ever. She told me this and I was like, what did you do? And she was like, We just named her Mary. (laughs) So, I guess I have a a sister, a great aunt named Mary running around somewhere, which is kind of funny. Wow. And then, um, so it was a few weeks before my mom passed, and then my mom saw her parents kind of right before she
1: passed, too. So, just they came back to her just to say, hey, we're here. My, I think I've told this story before, but when my grandmother was dying, my mom visited her at the hospital, and she, my grandmother said that. Uh, the relatives are outside the door mm-hmm. waiting, and yeah. then she died like I think that night. Mm-hmm. And my mom said that the nurse was like, "Yeah, that happens a lot. That people say that they see family."
2: Yeah, I think there's something really comforting about it. It's like I don't know if it's like like I said, it's I I don't like particularly care one way or the other if it's real or if it's a trick of your mind. If it's trick of, if it's a trick of your mind, like. What a beautiful trick to pull on yourself. Yeah. To like, give you that comfort at the end, you know? Totally. I think it's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, to
1: be like, we're here. Like, yeah. you are going to have a good time. You're, you're going to be fine, you know? Yeah.
2: Welcome to the Olive Garden of the Afterlife.
1: <laughs> when you're here, <laughs> your family. Yeah, exactly. Never ending possible. <laughs> um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whew, that, that does. That does scare me. I just think about like, what if I all of a sudden just saw all of my family one, like oh, all yeah. my past relatives one day? <laughs> Tell you what, I'd stop paying my credit card bills. That's yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'll start eating whatever I want. Um, yeah, that's a scary thought.
2: It is, it is, but it's also like, oh, okay. It, it's interesting because it, I'm losing both like both of them as early as i did it really also kind of has made me very like living in the moment like i don't yes. really have a lot of regrets in life uh-huh. so and being like okay cool well i guess if uh, whenever my mom shows back up i gotta make sure i crossed all my t's and dotted all my eyes and yeah. like, feeling good about it
1: yeah i just always feel like everything's meant to be <laughs> yeah and you know can only just do the best that i can in this lifetime mm-hmm. and All that kind of stuff. Um, But
2: I remember being... I was on a ghost tour when I was in seventh grade. Where? Um, Williamsburg, Virginia. Very haunted place. Yeah. I'm from Maryland originally, and um, I was in band. Like, I did all the all-county bands and orchestras and stuff. What did you play? uh, French horn.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: I wanted to play the drums. Uh, My dad wouldn't let me, because he was like, I don't want those in my house. (laughs) So then I, like remember looking at, like, the Peter and the Wolf record, and I was like, well, which animal's the wolf? <laughs> There's was a French horn, and I was like, all right, I'm going to play that. I didn't even know what it looked like. Do you like. still play it? I can, yeah. I okay. still have it. Okay. I have it. I'll Watch never Watch out, Lizzo. <laughs> <With laughs> Coming for you, girl. <laughs> I'll start an orchestra. <laughs> I'll bust it out every once in a while to see if I can still run scales, just to see if I can do it or not. Yeah. It's nice to be like, okay, cool. It's still in there. Okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah, it's fun. So what happened on the ghost tour? So I remember like walking around. I get really spooked by that stuff, easy. I can't really watch horror movies. They stress me out way too much. Um, so I was like kind of just walking around, and I remember seeing like <laughs> I remember I saw I saw a weird light like up in the sky in a weird corner of my eye, and I remember like being like. That's was a star and looking at it, and then it shot to a different point in the star in the sky, and then it shot somewhere else away. After that, like it, like exactly when I looked at it, like I was like, "What the fuck is that thing?" And I was like, "Did I just see an alien on a ghost tour? What? Yeah, it's like a real woo woo turducken. It's nice. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, there's a lot of places in this world mm-hmm. on this earth that are known for lots of paranormal activity in all senses of the world. Yeah, yeah. Word. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't... I don't know much about the paranormal uh in that specific area but mm-hmm. I w- I don't have a hard time believing that there could be ghosts and mm-hmm. UFOs and, and oh, yeah. creatures and you know there's just some places that are just hotbeds for that
2: definitely well there's like energy that's attracting something there mm-hmm. you know and I just remember being like talking to some of my friends afterwards and being like okay you're in se- you're in curl in seventh grade you can't talk about aliens too much right now <laughs> take <Yeah>. it easy <laughs> I
1: don't it's interesting because people ask me all the time why I don't talk about UFOs on this show, because we usually just talk about ghosts, but, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I believe in UFOs. Do you yeah. believe in UFOs? Oh, yeah,
2: I definitely believe aliens exist, for sure.
1: Of course. Yeah. I mean, I feel like... I, I always have a hard time with people that are like, I don't believe at all in, in something, and it's like, well, How narcissistic. Exactly. To think we're the only planet out exactly. here? Exactly. That's how I always feel. It's so feel. big. Yes. Yeah. Um. So... I just usually don't talk about it because it get. Mm-hmm. The, I feel like the more I'll talk about it, the more like it usually turns into like conspiracy theories. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, political, mm-hmm. like all this. You know, the government's hiding it from us. Well, which I do. believe.
2: Well, I do too. But but
1: also they've been slow rolling it out. It seems like this, You know what yeah. is the guy from Blink One Eighty Two? I hear. <laughs>
2: yeah, Tom, yeah. Tom Long's getting real into it. Yes, he's, he's a, a part of it. But
1: he's been like a huge force in it because mm-hmm. he has a huge following, and yeah. it's like.
2: It's put real money behind it Mm -hmm. well there was there was just um the navy i think just released footage the they're they're using a different acronym now instead of ufo it's like something else to i think to fuck up the searches basically but like um they just released footage they were like we do don't actually know what this was so there is footage and they
1: unidentified yeah it's
2: unidentified and it's like i think I kind of feel like they're like, "Eh, the world's pretty chaotic right now. If we just slowly drop some UFO stuff and it barely made the news. So I think people are like, yeah, okay, sure, I guess there's aliens. But like there's also all this other shit we're dealing with right now. Honestly,
1: like it's probably a great time to just like be dropping that shit because it's just every day. It's like everyone's doing some shit. It's like, why don't we just like drop a little bit of UFOs and aliens?
2: Yeah. Disclosure is happening. It's not happening in a way I ever thought it was going to (laughs) because of everything. Else that's happening right now, but I think we are all just like sure. I guess there's also aliens. (laughs) Maybe they can help us.
1: But like, see, people are (laughs) people are always uh, talking about UFOs. Like the the reason that we don't, the government doesn't tell us about it, is because of the hysteria. Like Mm -hmm. the whole world is going to start freaking out. Yeah, and I can understand that. Well, they want you to be scared. They also want you to. I mean. The world like
2: wants you to pitch you against everybody else as much as possible. So you aren't looking up, you know, Mm. to see who is actually holding power of any kind. So Mm. I also think that, like, you know, if we as a people were like, oh, shit, other other alien races exist, Uh then Earth people on Earth have more in common than anybody in power actually wants us to think about. You know, it would unite us in a way because that it it would be like, you know, the end of Independence Day where it's like all the different countries are like they're all getting the code and they're all fighting the aliens. Not that aliens are necessarily bad, but it would be like, oh, all these differences don't actually matter, you know, which. It's true. It's like,
1: and if that's the case, we are all on the same team. Exactly. So everyone shut up about your
2: politics. Exactly. And nobody, nobody at a certain level of power wants us to realize how much we actually have in common. Right. Yeah. So that's my conspiracy theory about aliens.
1: (laughs) And that concludes the UFO portion (laughs) of the show.
2: Exactly. Uh, Maybe they're ghosts. Who knows? I'd love to meet an alien ghost. Yeah. That would be fun.
1: I mean they must
2: exist. Maybe that's what aliens are, that the ghosts of aliens from other planets that like there isn't an afterlife, but you just go travel the solar system. Mm, That sounds fun. That would be pretty cool.
1: I want be an alien. Do you, so, when you saw that thing, mm-hmm. did anybody else see it or was it just you? It's just me. Yeah. Mm. But, but
2: it was like, I remember I looked at it and it, like, I, I, and I remember having this feeling like it knew that I saw it and then it moved. It was just this weird moment that I was like, huh? And then it moved once and then it shot away completely. They're so much
1: smarter than us. Yeah. Like they probably know. They could probably see you from up there.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah, that was the weird thing where I was just like, because if it had just like shot away, I would have been like, maybe it's like something a shooting star or something. But it stopped in one place. And then it shot away after that. And it was was a split second, though. It was so fast because I couldn't have been like anybody else. And I remember being like, wait, did anyone else see that thing? And everyone's like, what are you talking about? We're, listening to the we're in a cemetery, Brandy. Why are you looking at the stars?
1: <laughs> right. Oh, my God. They're probably like, oh, we're going to make her look like she's crazy. Yeah, yeah. They're like, wave to you. <laughs> and then second you, the second that you notice, they walk away. Yeah. They fly away. Exactly. <laughs> Do you want to hear a ghost story? I would love to hear a ghost story. Okay. Um, let me find it real quick. This is in our... Facebook group called Ghosted by Roz (laughs) Dresviles. And um, this particular story was posted by Yarrow. Hey, Yarrow. So Yarrow writes... Okay, Okay, Yarrow, what you got? The downstairs at my house is, in all caps, HAUNTED! Do you think that means downstairs or a basement? Like, True. Now, they first have basements, floor basements. In, in Maryland, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm from Michigan. We have basements, too. Okay. Which anytime you're like in California and you're like going to a house, it's like, yeah. oh, you don't have a basement. I love basements so much. Basements can be both the most terrifying places or uh, yeah. the best, ba- especially when you're a teenager. That's where you can, that's where the, yeah. you have your own <laughs> world down
0: there. Yeah, exactly.
2: Seen <laughs> so you know, a lot of Genitalia to a lot of Shawshank Redemption DVDs.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's been a lot of DVD menus playing (laughs) over and over as various things are happening. (laughs) Um, Okay. So they said, uh, my son and partner are both asleep in slash hogging our bed. So I decided to go sleep in our guest room downstairs. My cousin was living with us for a minute in that room and used to talk about how haunted it was downstairs. But I never really took her seriously. Anyways, I was just chilling in the guest room trying to sleep and thinking about the possibility of ghosts in our house when I got a text from an old pal and forgot about it. Hmm. The ghost was mad, (laughs) again in all caps. I heard a huge crash in the bathroom next to me, and when I checked it out, All my makeup and my son's bathtub toys were strewn across the floor. It wasn't like these all fell off of a single janky shelf either. His toys were in the tub and now outside the tub. This is seriously the scariest supernatural thing that's ever happened to me, so I had to come here to get it out. FYI, I'm in the non-haunted upstairs bedroom with son and partner now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, that's a little scary. Yaro, keep us updated on what is going on in this uh, section of the house.
2: Yeah, I'm wondering if there's... Because I always wonder with ghosts, it's like, do you... Where where did that ghost come from? You know, like, did somebody die in the house? Is it like a wayward ghost that found your place? Like can happen. Is this poltergeist energy? Well, see,
1: that's the thing that drives me crazy is that the more I've done the show and the Mm -hmm. more ghost stories I hear, it's like you think you know the rules, but Mm -hmm. then you hear someone tell you a story about like, yeah, I lived in this house for 10 years, nothing ever happened. Then one day this ghost showed up. Mm -hmm. It's not always like some... Something spooky happened and then you move into a spooky house.
2: Yeah. Well, because I I guess movies and TV had me under the impression that it was like a spirit trapped in a place. But I guess that
1: isn't necessarily the thing. Well, they can get awoken, too. Our mutual um, Chris Fairbanks Uh moved into a place and he did some slight alterations to the apartment and a ghost showed up.
2: Oh, man, did not let the new wallpaper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I, but what I'm mad about, or what what would drive me insane, uh-huh. is that she said her makeup. Yeah. I mean, and the bathtub toys, but the makeup. Pricey was pricey shit. Thrown around across the floor. Uh-uh. You ever have like a compact get thrown? Oh, God, and it breaks. It's terrible. And here's the thing: I'm not going to throw it away. I'm just
2: going to use it like a popper. <laughs> it's just. Oh, no. What you have to it. do is you, you
1: take a little bit of. Um, uh, rubbing alcohol and you put it in and you mix it around oh. and then you let it dry. Oh, really? That'll reset it? That's what I've learned from the internet. Whoa.
2: That is very useful knowledge to have.
1: Leave it up to a drag queen to <laughs> give you a cheap alternative Absolutely. to buying something new. That makes sense. Damn. Um, okay, you, would you like to hear some ghost
2: voices? I love a ghost voice,
1: yes. It is time for
0: EVPs
1: or E. EVP, please. Do
0: you know what an
1: EVP is? Uh,
2: what what does it stand for again? Electronic, Electronic?
1: voice phenomenon. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. So what I do is I go to the internet and I find uh, ghost hunters' voices that they've captured, Ooh. and then I want you to guess what the ghost is, is saying. saying, okay, or what the ghost hunter thinks it says. Just whatever, whatever pops into your head. Okay. Okay. This first one. Well, these are, uh, I'm going to play two of them for you. The okay. first one uh, comes from Baltimore Paranormal Ooh. Investigators. This is where I'm fun. It's so, going to be like, hey, Han <laughs> I thought it would be fun to go to your uh, your homeland. Yes. Are you from actual Baltimore? Um, Like just south of it. Just around it? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Um, it does not tell me where exactly they did this, okay. but all right, here we go. It's like there's some there's always a little bit of like just yeah. recorded ambiance noise, but it's a it's a loud whisper. Let's try it again. What do you think? It fe- oh man! to it- <laughs> hear it again.
2: Yeah, one more time. <laughs> feels like it's like. Help the Ravens win next year. <laughs> Help the Ravens. Yeah.
1: Wait, I'm pretty sure that's a Baltimore team, right? It's a fo- it's a football team, but mm. named
2: after the only football. T- and I don't give a fuck about football, but the only team in the NFL named after literary anything. Because oh, Edgar Allan Poe is the Raven. Because Edgar Allan Poe from Baltimore. Oh. I didn't- yeah, he's buried that. there. He's actually buried in Baltimore. And on his uh, birthday every year, there is uh, a man that dresses as Edgar Allan Poe, and he goes and he puts a shot of cognac on his uh, gravestone. Has you, you for? Think
1: that's a man dressed like him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it's it's been hap- here's the thing. It's been happening for over like sixty or seventy years now, so it's been passed down to multiple people.
1: Yeah, I think it's actually him.
2: I hope I hope it is. I hope he's out there ghosting around. If anybody would, it would be him.
1: All right. So so what? You thought it was help the Ravens win?
2: Yeah, I mean, people from Baltimore—they're
1: real. Even yeah, once they pass, they're still rooting for the team.
2: (sighs) They—I mean—they love that purple camouflage. (laughs) Let
1: me (laughs) let me give you some options. Okay. Here, let's play it again. Okay. Now these are some options for what Baltimore paranormal investigators believe that it says. Is it a? Oh, I hope I can get a nap in. Mm -hmm. B. I wonder what's going to happen. C go for help or D ugh oh, I really wanted a happy meal
2: <laughs> I think it's B sounds the most <laughs> oh man now that now I'm hearing happy meal
1: <laughs> so you think it's a wonder what's gonna happen yeah I think it's I think it's I wonder what's gonna happen that's what it sounds like to me they mm-hmm. think it's go for help which is I don't know about that one. I don't know.
2: No. No, it's someone that's wondering
1: what's going to happen or if they can have a happy meal. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's try another one from the same video from Baltimore Paranormal Investigators. Okay. Say what? Hmm? It's another whisper with... Lots yeah. of loud noise.
2: Look, look listen to the Baltimore Paranormal Society. If you're listening, what I got to say stop wearing tap shoes to all these <laughs> ghost hunts. You got to stop doing your soft shoes. Come on, man. <laughs> Take it down a notch. <laughs>
1: Seriously. Maybe it's like old vaudeville ghosts that are <laughs> tapping around in the afterlife. Wait, let's listen again.
2: Put the old bay on the crabs. <laughs> What it sounds like <laughs> I mean, yeah, you are
1: definitely. Um, it's not, you're, you definitely know that Baltimore. That I feel like that's what when I think of Baltimore, I think of John Waters, I think mm-hmm. of crabs. Well, I think, yeah, crabs, crabs, yeah,
2: cra- crabs, food, of food all, crabs. crabs of all kinds, crabs basically. of all kinds. <laughs> um, okay. Maybe it's divine
1: just being like those shoes are awful, <laughs> those shoes suck. <laughs> um, okay, here's some options. Okay, is it a you're not supposed to be here, mm-hmm. b I love the music of see ya. <laughs> C, I'm coming to get ya. Or D, ugh, how convenient. All sarcastic. How convenient. convenient. All right, here's something. Here, Let's hear it again. Okay. What was the first one again? You're not supposed to be here. Mm. I'm hearing that a little bit. I am too. That's yeah. what they thought it was too. Yeah, yeah, I can not hear supposed that. supposed to be here. are not supposed to be here.
2: Hey, that's about it. Oh, thanks, honey. This was so thanks good. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. Tell people
1: <laughs> where they find you and what you got going on. And- um,
2: yeah. So, um, my Instagram and my Twitter are Brandazzle, B R A N D A Z Z L E. Uh, I have a podcast. I made a horrible noise into the microphone. Did you hear that? Damn it! Oh, it's back of my throat. I have I have a podcast
1: of my own. <laughs> it's called and a screamo band yeah exactly it's called Lady to Lady <laughs> what's Lady to Lady uh,
2: it's, my, it's a, my podcast it's me Barbara Gray and Tess Barker um, and then we have a fourth guest on every week who's generally a female comedian uh, but we've had like a bunch of very fun other guests and stuff too and then we like just kind of riff and have a good time and it feels like a sleepover brunch party <laughs>
1: oh my god okay we're gonna fine have you on. I'll be on it we're gonna have you on you're on my list now girl <laughs> okay thanks well thank you for listening to my Conversations with Adam Robitel and Brandy Posey. I am excited because here in my fabulous boyfriend's shower studios... I am recording some more interviews this week with some fabulous guests. So make sure you are subscribed. Please rate the show five stars. And you know what? Tell your friends about the show. That would mean the world to me. I also love it when you guys post about the show, you know, a little Insta story or something. That's always nice. And you know what? I also want to thank you guys for sending me or posting in the Facebook group. Ghosted by Ros Dresfelles. You guys um, often send me different celebrities or uh, you know people that you hear that have these incredible ghost stories, and you know, let me know. You know, if you know somebody that has a good story, um, I'm I'm often looking for new guests, so I always appreciate that. And you know, I usually know somebody or know somebody that knows somebody, and and uh, sometimes it works out. So. Always appreciate that. Um, make sure you're in that Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dresviles. We have a Facebook page. I'm on Instagram we're at Roz Dresviles. Venmo, Queen Roz. And I love you guys, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye!